Hi, I'm Larry Lawton, America's biggest jewel dealer. Join me as I walk you through my past robberies, how I planned them, executed them, and ultimately got caught. I'm going to show you how we did things in prison, like making a tattoo gun, making wine, making white lightning. It's going to be very educational. These are the untold stories. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Untold Stories. You guys are going to hear some great stories now. This series is going to be great. This is going to be the first one. And I'm going to bring people involved. What I'm going to do with the Untold Stories is actually talk about some of the people who are very close to me uh, uh, in a lot of ways and how we met and the crazy stuff we did and uh, what the, maybe what they're doing today. We're also going to interview some people too. Uh, I'm going to do interviews. I don't know how I'm going to work that. But this uh, I'll tell you this Untold Story. It's, uh, it's funny. Mark Randazzo. Mark Randazzo is the cruiserweight champ of the world. At the time, Mark wasn't the cruiserweight champion of the world. Uh, this was in the early 90s. So these, a lot of these stories are going to be from back in those days in the 80s and 90s and before I went to prison and obviously in prison. Well, Mark, to this day, Mark Randazzo is one of my closest friends. Mark owns a restaurant called Randazzo's in South Florida. And it's a great, great Italian restaurant. Well, Mark became the cruiserweight champ of the world, of the world, cruiserweight champ of the world. He is the reason I got to meet and got to be friends with Angelo Dundee, the great boxing coach. Anybody out there might know that. Well, Mark, Mark is as crazy as me. Well, I don't know about crazy as me, but Mark is this crazy, crazy man. Mark is a little younger than me, but again, he comes from south side of Chicago, or not north Chicago, uh, Rosemont, Roseville area, or something like that in Chicago. Mark's, what a great guy. We met because his dad was the president of the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. That's an organization that uh, would put Italian Americans into a Hall of Fame like Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Funny story, Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda was doing Weight Watchers at the time. And Tommy Lasorda is a great baseball, baseball manager. Everybody knows him. Well, Tommy Lasorda, I remember he was telling, you know, he was doing that Slim Fast commercial. And he's stuffing meatballs in his uh, mouth. It was crazy because we met and we were at a, uh, a function in West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, at this time, I'm a gangster. And people knew, they respected me and they feared me and they knew I was no joke. You didn't want to get on my wrong side back in those days. So I'm, I used to donate a lot of money uh, to this uh, organization. And I, a matter of fact, to this day, I have Joe DiMaggio signed lithiographs. Beautiful, uh, beautiful pieces. I paid, I think, 5000 bucks back in 1993 or four or five or something like that. I think it was 94 and Joe DiMaggio hand-signed them all. And they're beautiful. Big, big lithographs. Anyway, we're down in West Palm Beach, Florida. And we're at the Marriott Hotel. Now, we're in this hotel. And they got an atrium down in the bottom. So, we're out there. And we're partying. We're drinking. And we're a bunch of people there. And I was the crazy one. and But I didn't know how crazy some other guys was. Ted Hendricks. Ted Hendricks is a football player. Mega for, I think he played for Oakland Raiders back in the day, and Ted Hendricks and I are drinking, and we're throwing shot glasses off the balcony into an atrium pool down below, and people are like, what's going on? And, and you, psh, glass would be breaking in these atrium down there, because you're not hitting the water every time. Psh, we're like, we're crazy. I, so what happens? A guy comes up to the uh, atrium where we were. Now you got Ted Hendricks, is a monster. 
And you got me a monster kind of in, in my own way. I had that look that you didn't want to mess with somebody. So anyway, here we are, uh, Ted Hendricks and my, I, myself. And the party going crazy. We're having so much fun. And that's party. We actually, the next day, golfed with Joe DiMaggio. He was golfing. And my buddy Joe Firmini actually was in the cart with him and golfed with him that day. Anyway, getting back to Mark. So this is how I meet Mark Randazzo. So Mark Randazzo is a little younger than me, but he's a wild kid, a tough kid from the streets of Chicago. So so Mark is just a fun guy too. He, he looks like a boxer, and he is a boxer. They're the world champ. He's going to fight uh, Irish Danny Morgan for the championship. And Mark and I ended up how I meet him at the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame, him and his dad, uh, who ran it. So he's out there, and his... Uh, Pazienza and Carmine Basilico and uh, Mike Piazza. They're all members of this thing. So they're always at these functions as well. So anyway, Mark and I become real close friends. And Mark, listen, I get arrested with Mark in Chicago. We would fight at a drop of a bat. People would fight and, and knock people out. So here's Mark and uh, we're down at Mickey Rourke's place. If you guys know who Mickey Rourke is, he played in some of the, the great movies that, uh, you know, he played in one of them with Iron Man. He was the guy with the whip. He was crazy. Mickey Rourke is a great guy. He's a boxer, and Mark, he loved Mark because Mark was the cruiserweight champ. After he won the title, he was the cruiserweight champ of the world. I gave him a Rolex. I actually gave him a hot Rolex. I stole the Rolex, had it engraved to the champ from your from your friend Larry or from your friend. He has that watch to this day. Matter of fact, we joke about that, and he still has that. Mark is one of the great guys, one of the great guys. So anyway, we're, him and I are in down, down in Miami at the time. There's a bar down there. It was very well known, and we're in the back in the bar, and it, we're two guys, and we're buying bottles of champagne for, for a couple of broads. So the girls are over there, and we're buying champagne. So a bouncer comes up to Mark. Now, he doesn't know Mickey Rourke is good friends with Mark. And Mickey Rook owns the place. And so Mark stands up. I mean, that we're in the table. We're ordering. We're drunk. Him and I are drunk, drinking. I, I had my own limousine at that time. So I used to send my me down with the limo. I'd get my drivers to come out. We're going down to see Mark. We're doing whatever. So Mark, we're in the bar. And uh, it's a nice, really nice place. And we're in the back. We're buying. A bouncer comes up and says, well, the, the waitress says, you didn't give her the credit card number. Credit card. We need the credit card. And Mark explains, no, no, Mickey told us we can do this. Just go see Mickey Rourke, and it's all taken care of. And the guy goes, no, I don't give a shit who you know. He's really giving Mark an attitude. The guy was a monster. He was six foot six, probably 300 pounds, a huge dude. Now, Mark is the cruiserweight champ of the world. This is when I learned about real fighting. I mean, I was a crazy guy, but I, I was a... Listen, I'm a dirty fighter. I, I, there's no such thing as a clean fight. That's in my mind. I learned that in the streets, and I learned that also in prison. There's no such thing as a street fight. You turn your head, you turn your back on me, I'm going to split your head open with a two-by-four. If we're having a beef, it's a beef, and it's for real. I don't beef with someone to play. I, oh, let's have a square fight. This doesn't happen. That's not what fighting's about. So anyway, this bounce starts getting smart with Mark, and he puts his hands on Mark. I seen Mark hit this guy. Ba ba ba! This guy went down like a brick. Blood is all over the restaurant. It's going. 
And we go, holy shit, what are we going to do? We run out. Now, there's all commotion going on. Mickey Rock sees what's going on. He says, get out of here, guys. Get out of here. And we jump in a cab and we leave. We find out. It's on the news that night. South Beach. Probably can Google it. Mickey Rock gets arrested. The cops came. Mickey Rock stood up and, and said, no, nah, nothing's wrong in here. And this guy was taken away in an ambulance. That's how bad. He was broke. Cost Mark $10,000 to get out of that jam. And, and I'm laughing about it now because I, I see Mark go crazy. Well, Mark always tells people to this day. And I just saw Mark. I see Mark all the time we talk. He says, Larry, you're still the craziest man. or You were the craziest man I've ever met. And I go, what do you mean? I go down to see Mark. He lived in Coral Gables, Florida, which is in, in South Florida. And it's like it's, it's like a suburb of Miami, outside of Miami, Coral Gables. So he lives in a nice neighborhood, and I'm a golfer. So I pull out two, I pull out a shotgun, you know, a, a sawed-off shotgun. And I'm, I'm waving it around, and he's like, this guy, Larry's just as crazy as they come. And I really was. I was off the charts back in those days. I, I don't think I had a, a, a logical brain at the time. But anyway, so I, I end up taking golf balls. And I sit in, in the middle of Coral Gables, in the streets, in his front yard, down the street, I start hitting golf balls. Bam! Hitting golf balls with drivers, with irons. And I'm hitting them. I'm a pretty good golfer. And they're going down the street, bouncing, breaking windows, breaking stuff. Mark is like, oh, my God, we're going to get arrested. We're going to get arrested. We didn't get arrested. So here, here Mark and I are doing all this crazy stuff. So what does Mark do? Mark says, okay, I got something. He calls his friend Terry Ray. Terry Ray was a light, lightweight. I think he became a light heavyweight champion himself. Terry Ray was from, I don't know if he became the, I think he might look him up, Terry Ray. So Terry Ray and him, he, they go, they go. I said, hey, listen. He, he goes, I want you to meet Terry Ray, my buddy. I said, sure, Mark, no problem. I said, I'll tell you what. Why don't I send my limo to get you guys and we'll all go out. Now, at that time, we used to go to a place called Crickets. So we're going to go to Crickets. We're going to have fun. We're going to do all this crazy stuff. And this is when I found out. Mark says, listen to me. I'm not getting laid. I go, what do you mean? Because I got a fight in five weeks. He goes, six weeks before a fight, I don't fuck. I said, are you crazy? What the fuck does that matter? I guess he it works because he goes, it got me mad. I I still asked him, I said, what are you doing? He goes, no, nah, man, it make you mad. You don't get laid for six weeks. You want to get fucking this fight over with. You want to be mad. You're ready to fight. You got all that adrenaline. I think it's all fallacy. Uh, a lot of fighters do it now. Don't do that or anything like that. But here I'm just introducing you to Mark, one of the characters that you're going to get into that's going to be interviewed on this show. And obviously, Mark is, is then going to get into a couple other things that he knows about me that are probably wild. And uh, his story, he, he makes you laugh because I look back at those stories and say, wow, was I really that bad? And I look back at one thing I will tell you. As bad as I was, I was loyal. I didn't care who you were. If you were my friend and you were a stand-up guy, my friend, I would stick up for you. I would fight for you. To this day, my friends who know me, I will fight for them, stick up for them, and not give a shit about anybody. That's just the way I am. So I'm going to give a little little story about Mark. So Mark and I 
are down there and I have to go see a drug dealer. And I lent money to the drug dealer. We're going to hear about these stories here because I used to make money. When you're in the mob, your, your own goal was to make money. So how do you make money? I used to loan shark money, which means you give people money. How does points work? If I give you $1,000, you have to give me $60 back every week until it's paid off. That's three points. Think of this. So if I give you $10,000, you have to give Larry $600 every Friday until the $10,000 is paid back in one lump sum. So I would give you whatever money you wanted, and I would get my money. Now, if you didn't pay me, you, you, I once blew up a car. I did things that were pretty violent and whatever you had to do to get my money. That's this. And that's just the way it was. So here we are. I got to go. I, I, I used to love to lend money to drug dealers. I never got into drug business, thank God. I would not be out in this conspiracies and this, all this stuff. All the stuff I talk about is over. It's 20 years ago. It's statute of limitations. I'm not going to ever talk and get anybody in trouble in any way I can. That's just not me. So anyway, I take Mark with me just to sit in the car, just because I, I, I talked with him all the time. And Mark was a buddy of mine, because he'll tell the story too when he gets on, on the uh, show here, when I come up, bring him on. So I go down, and this drug dealer calls me and says, hey, Larry, I need a favor. I says, what? He, I, I, I'm in trouble. They want to kill me. The mob wants to kill me. I said, who wants to kill you? He says, the, the guy's chilly and they want to kill me. I know Jerry Chili down in South Florida. I says, I want to kill you for what? Well, I borrowed money. I can't pay it back. And I'm waiting for my, my score. I used to get kilos of Coke. And I used to say, listen to me. Listen to me. I got to talk to you. So we didn't talk on the phone. We ended up meeting. I said, look, I'm going to pay your debt. But now you owe me. And you owe me. And you're going to pay me 40000 when I get that back. When you're going to get it back. I'm going to make a quick ten grand." He says, I'll have it next week. I swear I'll have it next week. If I don't, I'll give you another 5000 He goes, I'm just waiting for the deal. And I, I used to love to loan money to loan sharks, uh, uh, to uh, drug dealers, heist guys. Because the only way you didn't get your money back is if they went to jail or they got killed. That's the only way. They always paid. They were your good bets, we used to call it. So anyway, here, here we go. I said, okay. So I go down and I give, uh, give it, take care of that. And I said, I got you. I'll go take care of Chili to cover your bet. And then you owe me and the whole works. So I go down and I sit down with Jerry Chili. And I said, hey, Jerry, I says, this debt you go, it's done. I'm, here's the money. Here's the 30 grand. So what does he say? No way. We're going to kill that motherfucker. We're gonna, whoa, whoa, whoa. You ain't killing anybody. No, we're going to kill it fuck you, nobody's killing anybody. I'm a crazy motherfucker. I get up at a meeting and I always had two pistols on me. I said, that motherfucker gets killed. I'm going to kill somebody in this fucking room. And I storm out. What happens? I get a call. Fucking, wasn't even the next day. It's in New York. And my boss up in New York, Dominic, calls me up and says, get up here. That's all I hear. Get up here. I get on a plane the next fucking day and I head to New York City. I go sit down. He goes, what the fuck are you doing down there? Are you fucking crazy? You can't threaten people. You the fuck? I said, whoa, I didn't threaten anybody. Oh, yes, you did. And I'm getting yelled at. And I said, man, I'm making money. Because all the dudes in New York are making money off of me. 
I'm what they call an independent contractor in New York. Not New York, in Florida. Florida is a wild town, open town. I said, wait a minute. I said, I'm no disrespecting anybody here. I says, but I, the guy is my client. I'm just giving the money. If they want the juice for the money, that's one thing. They he, he owed, he didn't even owe. They, he, they wanted their thirty thousand. He didn't have it. I know he jerked them along. I'm taking over, but I'm gonna make forty thousand bucks. I'm gonna make ten thousand dollars in a week. You're getting some of that money. In fact, he ended up getting more. But anyway, he goes, "Well, Larry, you can't be crazy." That's what he used to call me, Crazy Larry. He says, "You can't be like this. You can't do crazy stuff like this." You know, you, you're going to start a war. You, you're going to get killed. You just can't do this crazy stuff. I was just so off-cocked. I was not right at that time. I didn't give a fuck. I just didn't care. It was either me or you. I lived that kind of wild life. So anyway, here, here we go. I go down. I end up here, and they go, hey, Larry, we want to have a sit-down with you. This is down South Florida now. Now I'm nervous. I said, man, I, I know I was supposed to be taking care of all this bullshit. I don't know what's going on. I'm fucking nervous a little bit. I fucking take, I got two pistols. I told a kid with me. I said, listen to me, Junior. I said, Junior, you got a pistol. Anything happens, you come in fucking firing. I mean, this this ain't no joke. You know, this we're going down. I'm going down. I ain't getting killed by these motherfuckers. So I walk in there and they knew I was crazy. And they said, hey, Larry, it's all over. You got our money? I gave him the money right there. 30,000. I said, he's mine. Just respect that. I don't want to disrespect anybody. He's mine. That's my money. And he says, all right, everything's squashed, everything's squashed. And I told that dude to lay low. I said, just lay low, man. If you don't lay low, these guys are going to kill you. And then I, what do you, I lose my money. That's what I'm worried about. So sure enough, took him more than a week. Took him about 10 days, 12 days. He gave me 15000 uh extra. So he gave me 45000 bucks. And here I made 15000 bucks in a week. That's what hustling was. That's what being the real gangsters were. You know, it's, it's crazy how I looked at my life. I was always trying to hustle. And I did hustle. I was good at it. It didn't matter if it was uh, uh, robberies or whatever it was. And my cats bothering me. But the, it was crazy. I loved it. I mean, look at me. I'm sounding like bad now again. Listen, the life is not a life to live. Trust me on that. Nobody should live that life. But I did. And I'll tell you what. I was good at it. And when you could hustle, when you can make money in bookmaking and loan sharking and knowing the right people and getting another connection from this guy to that guy, that's what it's about. You know, we're going to get into this whole entire stuff about what I did. And we're going to talk. And trust me, I'm not, I don't want anybody. And I always say this, and it's in a disclaimer. Listen, I made bad choices in my life. Don't make the choice. Live through me. You want to learn how this shit's going to happen, you're going to right here. But don't think you can do it because you're going to go and ruin your life. You're going to ruin your life and all the lives around. You're going to lose your mom and dad and your your family and your your loved ones. And you're going to lose all the things I did. I was a great hustler. And I know some of the greatest hustlers. But every one of them will tell you when you get older, what do you have to show for it? Because we either went to jail or we went, uh, you know, you're dead. A lot of my friends are dead or in jail. And that's just the way it is. And I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Uh, But it is what it is. And I want you guys to understand that. I want you guys to to realize, live through me with these untold stories. Because you're going to learn a lot. I, I hate to say learn a lot. 
you know, I am going to bring up more robberies that weren't in the book and they weren't around, but they're known. So I'm going to bring them up. I'm going to show you some articles and show you some stuff and show you how to do the pastas and all that stuff like we were talking about. A lot's going to be done in this Untold Stories and these other videos. And keep the comments coming. I really love you. Remember, everything's in the merch. Merch is below. iTunes, Spotify is below. The book still going. We're pounding that out. It's almost going to be done soon. Uh, we'll be putting a notice up because once that comes, we got some other stuff coming. In the book, I'm putting uh, the inserts. We've got those bracelets that are cool. I just got them delivered. So uh, everything's happened. I'm signing the books in the next few days, and they're going out. So everything's starting to happen, man. I'm loving this. I really want to say I appreciate everybody's help. I'm really humbled by the support and everybody following me. Thanks a lot. I really mean it. I love you guys. Much love. Make good choices, man. I really mean that. That's the biggest thing about all this. Make good choices. Thanks. Have a great day.